Hi, it's Randy G with the host of Health Hotline. This is going to be a short podcast tonight because we're uh, very busy working on book two, Forget the Cures, Find the Cause, which will be out or done, being written at least um, by the 1st of September. We've had a lot of things going on around us, and of course it's summer, and um, people aren't always at their computers, are they? Or nor should they be. <clears throat> a few things uh, with emails and a few things with some of the prophecies again. Emails... Um, have been mostly focused on fear, and I'm not even going to go into what they all are because you know how I feel about fear. Brian, not Brian, excuse me. Big Dave, I talked to Brian last week. Big Dave, he sent me from New Jersey a little email about me being hit by the lightning. I appreciate your concern. I am, as I have said already, perfectly fine, perfectly healthy. And uh, five times the lightning's got me, and I'm probably in better shape than most people. So don't worry about me. I'm doing great. I'm sitting out on the porch, on the screen porch, and um, just got out of the hot tub and uh, listening to tree frogs, and everything is it's just great. Anyway, um, it's not so great around the world, is it? We have a lot of things going on um, with floods and fires, fires and floods. For those of you who are biblical in nature or Christian or um, follow Nostradamus or understand the Mayan prophecies or have listened to the past podcasts regarding the change in energy this year, starting in March, um, flooding in the U.K., so that many of you will not be able to hear me tonight, uh, it started on the third month to the day of the beginning of all of this, which was the spring equinox in um, uh, March on the 20th. And uh, the rains started in the U.K. They've, they've been going on in, in other parts of the country. Everybody here knows about, uh, or the world, I mean, everybody here knows about Texas. Um, they know about the fires out west. Did you know that there's fires all over Italy? More than 100 fires. Did you know that um, famine is, is hitting many, many countries right now? Did you know that in Israel, um, in the Jordan area, where there is usually a large harvesting of, of fruits and vegetables <coughs> happening, that there is nothing happening in the Jordan Valley. There are no fruits and vegetables. There are no workers. There is no harvest going on. Um, there's no growing. There's no planting. Very unusual, um, uh, strikingly unusual for many of the things that are that are usual that are that are of um, some in some ways make sense to us as being everyday things are not happening the way they used to. The heat in the northern part of the United States is extraordinary and uh, has not been this way for, for decades where people are breaking out air conditioners to try to survive and people are dying. A lot of people are dying all over the world. Still things going on with Venezuelan oil, still things going on with Iran, and of course we're in the midst of this multi-year bid for the presidency of the United States, which makes me nuts. Um, all of the debates, or what is, that's what they're called anyway, going on, debating the same issues and then, you know, the issues that were debated 19 months ago that all those people said one thing about and now 19 months later they're saying something else about and I'm, I'm pretty tired of it already and it's not even a voting year. But back to the predictions and the Bible prophecies, I want you to understand something about Nostradamus. We do listen to Nostradamus' quatrains, or many people do, and 
And if you are a student of prophecy at all, you know that Nostradamus was an astrologer, that he actually used astrology in, in much of his um, predicting, and that he had more than 300 predictions or prophecies written uh, at one point in his life with the understanding that a portion of those would probably come true. So don't stick with Nostradamus too much. He did pick out a few things, and, I, and if you're a student, again, of history and history repeating itself and of the weather and of astrology, you will see things and you, you will understand them a little differently, and sometimes you will be right. I am being asked again via email if I know what's going on or what's going to happen. If I knew that, I wouldn't be here. I'd be uh, in a much higher place trying to help you figure it all out and, and, um, and to protect you if that was necessary. Necessary. But I'm not there, and I don't pretend to be there, and uh, I just happen to have the ability that was taught to me um, to use my internal intuition along with the experience and teaching of, of knowing how to tap that in intuition, and from the storytellers of Native America, a way of looking at the world, again, that says, okay, why are sharks biting people off Hawaii, and why did they eat turtles first? Um, are these, these all just metaphorical coincidences, or do they mean something? Why are the waters of the Gulf con considering, considered right now as having a big dead area? What is perchlorate? And why is it infecting a lot of people and affecting the generations to come because of um, the babies that are being affected? There's a lot of things happening, people. There's things going on in food again. Even the FDA, who you know, you know how I feel about the FDA, has recalled massive amounts of canned foods because of botulism. Where did that come from? Why is it happening that way? What's going on with China? Why is China doing what it's doing for the bottom line, for the buck? Is it political? Is it just economical? Is it just stupidity? Um, why are, are, are different chemicals being introduced to us which were never seen before? Is it an experiment? Is it, is it on purpose? Is it a mistake? Is it an invention? Most inventions were mistakes to begin with. We can read into everything that's going on in our world. We can say um, that the flooding in the UK right now is a precursor of things to come because it's written in the Bible. It's, it's uh, a reminder of Noah's Ark and the Great Flood and what's the movie that's popular right now. But Evan Almighty, okay? So we, we um, can look at that and say we have created a movie because our internal selves, our subconscious selves, know that the floods are coming again. And with that energy and that understanding, we create them and we make them happen. We change the weather. We change the energy. We change everything that's going on. We are co-creators in everything that's happening in our world, and we can use our energy to change what's happening in our world. Those are the main things to remember. The, the things that people write me about and say, does this mean we're all going to die? Does this mean the great ascension is happening? Is, is, is this the end time? Um, are we all going to hell? Are we all going to heaven? All these kinds of questions. And can you tell us when? And do you know exactly how? And I mean, you know, no, of course not. I'm not going to answer these questions. There's no way that I know this. I'm not God. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm only a tiny little cell in, in God's mind and creation. And 
I'm not that, so I can't do those things. I can say that in Native America, when we hear something like a shark is biting a person, where did they did this attack occur? We want to know that because it's a directional sign. Animals do weird things. They respond to electromagnetic energy in our world, and they do it very aggressively because they aren't as intelligent as we are, but they have a sense that we don't have, and that sense is very tuned into the electromagnetic energy around us. So a shark bites somebody off the shores of, uh, I don't even know which island in Hawaii, actually. I, I don't remember, but <clears throat> what I did remember is that he um, missed the femoral artery in this man's leg and got his, his knee area, muscles and, and ligaments. But prior to biting the man, he had actually eaten or bitten into and eaten partially to sea turtles. Well, turtles in Native America is actually what the world is. The world is a turtle. And the United States is a turtle's back. So I have to look at that because it's so unusual that a shark would eat sea turtles prior to attacking attacking a man. First of all, they, they won't attack men most of the time unless you are in their feeding area and or, and or they can't find food and they happen to, to be in the wrong place. But to attack a man after eating sea turtles, another unusual thing that, that the shark did is to me a sign that this shark is not only irritated, but is picking up on some kind of energy that has confused him to the point of causing a visual effect for us, something that we need to see. A couple of years ago, those of you who follow the blogs and, and the podcasts and the book and everything else, know that when the hurricane season was most active um, prior to Ivan and prior to Katrina, we could from here tell everyone three to five days ahead of time where those hurricanes were going within a couple of miles um, where they were going to make landfall and it was all based on or most, much of it I'm never going to say all because a lot of it is just experience and, and intuition but a lot of it was based on watching the patterns of sharks and sometimes uh, alligators and and crocodiles and other sea animals because they're in this this environment of water which is the best conductor of electromagnetic energy that there is and they do respond to these things prior to 9-11 I had a marine biologist on my table and I said to him I said Steve if you're listening to this you know who you are I said Steve the sharks are biting in strange places they're in shallow waters um, they're they're up near New York and they're down near Florida, um, and the only other time in history that it has been documented that sharks did this was prior to World War One and prior to World War Two. They were in the, off the New Jersey shore. They were off the New York shore, and I said something's going to happen in New York. It's also connected somewhere and somehow to Florida, which is probably political in nature because everything in our world becomes political, but it's going to be something bizarre. And of course, he being a scientist and me being intuitive, you know, he looks at me and says, okay, great, it doesn't make any sense and I don't believe it and it's a bunch of baloney. And um, it was either the following day or the second day after that that I turned on the television in the morning, which I never do. I don't watch a lot of television anyway. If I do turn it on, it's, you know, 10 o'clock at night and I'm, I'm taking a rest or 11 o'clock or something, and I don't watch a lot of television. But, um, but I turned it on in the morning, so highly unusual for me, 
at just before 9 a.m. on September 11th and saw what happened and said immediately that's what the sharks were trying to tell us, that there was an energy of deceit, an energy that was bothering them that did affect New York. The president was in Florida, and that's what the whole connection was. Now, everybody out there who poo-poos this can say, well, it's all coincidence, a bunch of malarkey and baloney, and, and um, I'm losing credibility in you because you're saying these things. Go ahead. That's fine. I've done it for years, and, um, and I'll continue to do it because I watch the animal world, and I watch the weather, and I watch what's going on with Mother Earth, and I've been so connected to it that I do feel sometimes those things that are going to happen. I feel them ahead of time. I have, for the last several days, um, gotten quite nauseous at different times of the day and said to my colleagues, I believe that within a 500-mile or so radius of me, and I'm on the Gulf Shore, okay, I'm on the shores of the Gulf of Mexico, um, which is beautiful, but also has a lot of things going on, but I could feel earthquakes, not big ones, around 3.1, 3.2, 2.7, but I could feel them, and it was causing nausea in me. And the following day or night, we would look up the earthquake maps and say, there it was, just south of Memphis or just north of Memphis or northwest of Memphis. Or I had this very strange reaction to an earthquake that was in Lake Ontario, um, which was in south of Toronto and just northeast of Buffalo, where I spent many of my years. Um, and I have cellular memory, cellular memory just like you all do. My cells remember everything. And my energy is connected to my memories of the past. So therefore, I felt the waves that went through that part of the country. My daughter is also up there. She goes to school up there. So there's a, a, a spiritual connection to that part of the country and things that are happening. <clears throat> where those earthquakes hit are not exactly on the uh, Madrid Fault, but the Madrid Fault does go that far. And there are many, many prophecies about major cities like Chicago, Buffalo, Toronto, um, Nashville, Memphis, all the way down to the shores or the, the uh, mouth of the Mississippi being torn apart, torn asunder, quote-unquote, by these massive movements of the earth. So now all of a sudden, about a month ago, I was in Buffalo and I talked about the Madrid Fault and that it is not as active as the San Andreas Fault, but much more dangerous. And guess which one's been more active? There was a, an earthquake in San Francisco, but the initial story right after the earthquake was not about the earthquake damage or tremors. For those of you who watched it and those of you who are from that area, and I have many in California, thank you, um, you know that the, the main story about the earthquake wasn't the earthquake. It was about the coyotes in the San Francisco Bay Area that are attacking dogs that are on leashes with their owners and, and, um, and are vicious and had to be killed. And it's not unusual to find coyotes out west. You hear them all the time. Um, we find coyotes here. We hear them all the time. They don't come very close to people because they are afraid of things that are bigger than them in many ways. And if you act bigger around a coyote, like put your arms in the air and stomp your feet and scream and holler, they'll get scared and they'll run away. But something's happening to make them um, more aggressive and not as afraid or they're just desperate enough to not be afraid. And the coyote in Native America is the trickster. So we have a, this is how 
this is how we do what we do, okay? We hear the story about the earthquake. We see the earthquakes along the Madrid Fault and the earthquakes that are constantly along the San Andreas Fault. We hear that this one up in San Francisco is a little larger than normal, and we see how people interpreted it in the media and, and immediately go to a story about the coyote, the coyote being a trickster. So what do you, what do you get from all that? All of you who are sitting out there right now are saying, nothing. I don't know where she's going with this. I can't see the connection. Well, then I'll help you. The connection is that because the coyote is a trickster, it is also at the southern side of our Native American sacred circle, our medicine wheel, and, and it's our soul side. And our souls are tricking us right now. We think that we are, and we are complacent in this thinking, totally safe from all kinds of things, and that, and that we should only be concentrating on our little lives, on our paper world of money and, and um, our makeup and our clothes and our schools and, and our jobs. And the coyote is saying, uh-uh-uh, you better be paying attention. That, yes, well, there was an earthquake in San Francisco, but this is not where the earth is going to do the most changing. The joke's on you. You need to be looking at a different place, but you're not paying attention. The joke's on you. It's just like Wiley E. Wild e. Coyote, you know, chasing the roadrunner, and every time he thought he outsmarted him, he's the one who would get hurt. So I see that. Then I see the sharks eating turtles, and the back of the turtle is the United States. So I say, okay, there is something that's going to happen in the United States, and it's not going to be where people think it's supposed to be. And you will be tricked because you're trying to use your brain instead of your heart and your soul to understand the changes that are going on and your connection to them and maybe even your responsibility to those changes. Does that mean we run away in fear? No. What do we do? What we do is we keep focusing on the positive stuff and we don't get complacent and we don't get apathetic about all the things that people in power or believe or people who believe they're in power are trying to do to either hurt us or deny us or inhibit us or um, keep us from helping each other survive. And that can be political, that can be, you know, through the media, that can be through these podcasts, it can be anywhere. It becomes political because the only thing we know in this country anymore is politics. That's all we ever hear about, so everything becomes politics. We are either debating via YouTube, and, and uh, that becomes a story, or we're debating between the sexes, which is, you know, Obama and Hillary, and, and that becomes a story, or we're debating between yin and yang and color which is white and black, and we're back to Obama and Hillary, and that becomes the story. And, and all of those stories never, never touch on all the other things that are going on. What about the flooding in the UK? What about all the fires in Italy? What about the heat in the north part of the United States? What about the flooding in Texas, which is where Bush is from? What about the shark bites off Hawaii? What about, what about, what about? There's a lot of things happening and people need to keep aware. And I will still say, if the time comes when you know that, that 12 hours from now you need to make a major change, that there's going to be an earthquake or a flood that's going to devastate you the way it has so many already this year, as predicted, what will you take with you, where will you go, and why? And that is your inner teaching. That is the thing that's going to... Um, help your soul become what you were supposed to become and invariably because you have gone inside to find that out to ask those questions to help your soul be here you'll be fine and you won't have to worry you can have unconditional faith and love and that faith will bring you forward and uh, no matter what you 
feel, if you feel it in your heart that you're supposed to leave and go to New Zealand for a week, go and go have a good time. Don't think about why. Don't think anything. You're just supposed to be there because you're not supposed to be where you thought you were supposed to be. That's the trickster. That's the coyote. And that's all I'm going to tell you tonight. <laughs> There's more coming in a couple of days. Try to digest some of this. Listen to it a couple of times if you need to. Um, this is often just streaming. It just streams out of me, and there's nothing I can do about it. Let your friends know. Email us to people. Go to earthwalk-usa.com. Uh, keep listening, and look for book two. It's coming soon. And uh, I, 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 I hope you're not in a place where the floods or the famine or the heat or any of that is going on. If you are, and if you pick up this, this podcast, get refocused, build your circle around you, and you'll be okay. This is Raina G.